chapter number seven, the three-word sentence. Once you have a firm grasp on this nine-word sentence, you'll realize it eliminates all that fear you have bottled up for years. You don't need to know much. You can see all you are really doing is sifting and sorting until you find the few who are ready to respond at the time you reach out to them. Now, imagine if everyone in your church said those nine words twice a week. With the ratios we can reasonably project, you would have a church that doubles in size in one year. It truly can be done. So what if it takes five years to double? Would that be a good thing or a bad thing? Step number one in the drop-by-sometime system is the nine-word sentence, I would like to invite you to my church. There is a big punch in that sentence, and we're going to explain that soon. But first, you might be curious about where you go from there. It gets easier. Step number two is only used when someone shows interest, and we'll cover that later in the book in more depth. But for now, this is the three-word sentence of step number two. Come and see. It doesn't matter what subject of curiosity they raise. You can always simply say, come and see. Inevitably, some will ask a question about what your church is like or what it stands for. The best way to deal with that is to take step number two. When you attempt to disengage the gospel from the church, you break a bond that Jesus himself created. The very best context for people to understand the gospel is in the church for several reasons we'll get to later in the book. When a person doesn't know what your church is like or what it stands for, you're far better off to show them than to tell them. They only need enough information to get them to their first meeting. If they won't risk attending once to check it out, you're bound to confuse them more, no matter what you say. You have many things defined in your mind about your church, and you can't pack them all into one conversation, so don't try. Here's a parallel illustration. Suppose you're a fan of the game of cricket. Further suppose you are a cricket evangelist and want to build up the crowd at your local matches. Where would you begin? Hey, I'd like to invite you to a cricket match. When the person says, cricket? I don't know much about that game and I don't think I would like it. It seems boring to me. You could go on all day talking about the atmosphere, the field, the uniforms, the players, the wickets, and whatever, but your friend will be nonetheless wiser. In fact, your description might even make the friend more certain of his hesitancy. How long is the match? What are the other players doing when the one guy is trying to hit the ball? Things could get complicated and go downhill very quickly. You're just better off to say, it's too hard to explain. Why don't you come with me and see for yourself before you form an opinion? I can explain it as the match progresses. Nobody has ever invited me to a cricket match. How about you? I can recall two people in my life who were devoted to the game. Neither of them invited me to a match. Maybe I would like it. I don't think so at this moment. But if they had asked, I would have gone. Wouldn't you go with a friend to check it out? In the same way, the first step is, I would like to invite you to my church. It isn't even a question or an invitation. That's the disarming part of its power. And we're going to dissect that one word at a time later. But you now know exactly what to say 
after the nine words if your contact lights up at all. Come and see. There's nothing to write on the napkin in the restaurant. There's no booklet to go over. Yet when someone says, okay, you just have to make arrangements to pick them up and take them. Easy. Try it out this week. And then you will know more about the questions you need answers to. Most of your questions are about to be answered in the coming pages.